Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. Happy Monday. My name is Maddie, and I am your host. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to get through. But first, I feel like now is a good time for a little reintroduction. There's some new people here, and I'm just I'm going to give you a little summary of me. My name is Maddie. I'm 27. I am a podcaster, a comedian, People who have been listening for a long time know that I have a hard time calling myself that because I get the imposter syndrome, but comedian, I'm based in Salt Lake City. I'm married to the most wonderful person named Matt. Uh, We're raising our fur baby. I'm just kidding. Can you imagine if I unironically said fur baby? Oh my gosh. Uh, But we do have a cat. His name is Tofu. You'll hear about him a lot. Um, I love baked goods, beige foods, butter, early 2000s chick flicks, and I love to complain. I do which is kind of what we do here. I am vehemently, is that the word? Vehemently opposed to toxic positivity. And I'm committed to the practice of healthy negativity. But before we do that, before we get into all of that today, every episode we do start with a segment called Love Hate. So I get to tell you guys a few things that I'm loving lately, just so you know, there are in fact things that I do like. And then I'm going to tell you some things I'm hating. And then we'll get into the topic for today, which this is a good one. This is a highly requested topic roommates from hell. So let me tell you about my loves for the week. First of all, I mean, I hope it goes without saying that my number one love is Dear Media. Can you guys believe it? Can you believe it? This is my first week releasing the podcast with Dear Media, which feels extremely surreal. This is like the next chapter for the bad broadcast. And I really don't have much else to say except that I am excited and I'm to be honest, very, very flattered and honored. And I was able to go to LA and see their beautiful offices, studios, meet my new producer, Michelle. If, yeah, if you've listened for a while, you know that Matt, my husband, has been my producer. Uh, That's what he does for work. And that's kind of how I got started doing the podcast. So he's been producing my podcast and now he's off the hook. But there's so many amazing things happening with the podcast and genuinely with my whole heart, my, my whole heart, the reason that this happened is because of you guys. And that's that's for real. If you have listened to this since the beginning, if you're just getting here now, you have made all the difference. And I am, I am so excited. This is the next step. So love Dear Media. I've had a wonderful experience with them and just can't say it enough how, how happy I am. So next, 
something that I've discovered that I loved this week. I didn't know that I loved this and now I may never go back. So you guys know that I live for an affordable way to feel fancy. I love an airport lounge, face masks, getting your hair blown out. And let me tell you what I started doing this week, matching pajama set. Okay. I have literally never worn one in my whole life. And I got one from a company called Purple. They sent me one, not sponsored, but they sent it to me. And oh my gosh, I woke up, I put a robe on, I put my slippers on, I made a cup of tea. I couldn't tell if I needed a butler or I was a butler. Either way, fancy, fancy nonetheless. So can't recommend that enough. Third thing that I love this week, movies under two hours. When I see a timestamp between 90 and 115 minutes, I'm in. Because to be honest, there is no reason that a movie should be over two hours. There's not. And listen, of course, I love Lord of the Rings. I'll watch Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, all of those long ones. But I'm talking about a casual Wednesday evening movie. If I see two hours and 45 minutes looking at you, Avengers, count me out. Count me out. So yes, love movies under two hours. Okay, so now that the loves are out of the way, let's get into hates. This is the best part. This is where I get all hot and bothered. I hate couples who get divorced and they don't tell you that they got divorced. Like, I don't need to know all the details, but I have been invested since the beginning. I know that you guys got engaged four years ago on that mountainside. I need to know that you're getting divorced. Just a quick story. Just post it. Just say we're getting divorced because when I see the name change and all the pictures are deleted, I just, I wish somebody would just tell me. Along with that, can you just tell me your baby names? Can you just like put them in your bio or something? Because I have to go so far back to the day that your baby was born and I have to read the little tag that's on the, on the whatever, the plastic tub that they put them in after they're born. I just want to know. I just want to know so I can judge accordingly. Just tell me what your kids are named. Tell me you got divorced. I know that somebody's going to email me and be like, I got divorced and I don't, I didn't want to tell people. I know, I know. Okay. But I'm just saying from a selfish standpoint, I would like to know when people get divorced. Don't act like you aren't curious too. Okay. You might be judging me for being like nosy, but I know for a fact you guys are wondering too when people get divorced. So you can even just send me a DM. You don't even have to put it on your story. Just tell me. Like, let your family know, let your parents know, your friends know. And then if you could just shoot me a quick DM and just be like, hey, by the way, we're getting divorced, I would just, I would really appreciate that. Okay. Second thing I hate this week I hate when servers don't write your order down. Like, I get it. I see you. I'm very impressed. But like, could you just write it down? Like, maybe they come over to our table and they think we're just going to order two meals, but like, we're going to get four starters, three meals, and two desserts. And I'm going to need you to remember all of it. Like, I'm just, I'm going to need you to write that down. I'm not going to change my tip, okay? I am a committed 20% plus tipper, and I am strongly opposed to not tipping because of, of bad service. Like, I just, if you could forget my entire meal, you could punch me in the face, and I would still tip you. Like, I am not, I'm not going to compromise on that, but I would just like it if you wrote my order down, okay? All right. Third thing, okay, I shouldn't even put this in the hate column, but it's definitely not in my love column. This might ruffle some feathers. It might, I don't know, but you guys, I am not here for Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. I'm so sorry. There are they hot? Yes. Would I hook up with either one of them? Yes. Like I just kind of feel like what are they, what are they trying to prove? I don't know. The video of Megan Fox at MGK's concert where she's like, 
she knows that she's being filmed. And so she's like lip syncing really aggressively and like sticking out her tongue. And like, I don't know, it feels like the couple in junior high that like make out in the halls and like carve their names into each other's hands. Like just, I don't know. It's giving me weird vibes. Something feels up when people go from being very private. Like Megan Fox was so, so, so private. Same with Kourtney Kardashian. Like I feel like she wanted to take a step back and then they got in these like edgy relationships and now they just want to shove it down everyone's throat. Again, happy for them. Are they super sexy? Of course. But like I could just, I could use like 50% less of them. That's, that's all I'm saying. All right. So let's talk about our topic for today. Our topic is one that is highly, highly requested. And I changed the system of how you guys submit stories because I used to just do it where I tell you guys the topic for the week and then you email them to me and they get all sorts of lost. And then people will listen to old episodes and they'll say, hey, I have you know a bad roommate story when you do that episode again. So just so you guys know, I changed that. And if you go to my Instagram and you click the link in my bio, you can submit any of these stories. So like it's like bad roommates, bad in-laws, those topics that we'll cover a lot more frequently. You can submit a story anytime. So if you listen to this and you're like, I have a terrible roommate story, you can go put it in that little, you can submit it is what I'm trying to say. So that's what we're talking about today. The roommates from hell. These worry me. I mean, these keep me up at night. They they really do. And like 50% of them were about finding freshly shaven puebes, if you know what I mean, all over the bathroom. Like I was kind of surprised. Like I kept clicking through and I kept thinking maybe something was glitching and I kept going back to the same story. Nope. Just a lot of people shaving their pubes in public. So I didn't include any of those because there were so many. Just a PSA, if you are going to shave your pubes or trim them, or I don't know, I think it's a rule of thumb, clean it up and don't use kitchen scissors because a lot of you guys had roommates that used kitchen scissors to trim their puebes. Let's get into this. Let's talk about the roommates from hell technically part two. First up, she says, I lived with an adult baby. I had met her before moving in and she seemed so normal and cool. But as soon as I moved in, things took a turn for the worse. She spoke exclusively in baby talk. I know. Oh my gosh. I know people like that. Ate baby food out of the jar with baby spoons, snacked on those puffed cereal things for babies and threw tantrums where she'd throw herself on the ground and bang on the floor with her hands and feet. She also dressed like a little kid like in mismatched clothing and tutus on dates and to the grocery store. All right. So aside from the fact that this does sound like an episode of My Strange Addiction, you know, like the people who there's that guy who like thinks he's a wolf. And then there's the other guy who's like in a sexual relationship with his car. I feel like this could maybe qualify for that. But you know what gets me out of all of this? I mean, the food is weird. The outfits are weird. Sure. However, I have had those little like yogurt bites for babies and they're kind of good. But hear me out. The baby talk. The friggin' baby talk. If you insist on baby talk, you might not deserve to vote. That's all I'm saying. If that is how you talk to people, you might not. It's, that's all I have to say about that. All right, this next one feels a little bit, it doesn't feel murdery. It is murdery. Nobody gets hurt, but I know that people like to have a little bit of a trigger warning when I talk about talk about more intense things. So she says, I had a roommate who was a pathological liar as well as a quote unquote author. She really hated me because I would get frustrated that her dishes were accumulating mold in the sink. I have a lot of stories about her, but this one takes the cake. Here's the story. The first day I met her, she told us she was a writer and she was in the midst of several novels. One book in particular was her Kill Book, where she wrote chapters killing people she was mad at and or hated. After a really rough semester, I had to move home for my mental health. The day before I moved out, I was packing my stuff in our kitchen 
when she cornered me and told me that she had killed me five times. This was apparently the most she'd ever killed anyone. She then proceeded to describe each and every death she had put me through, including death by forks and falling into a pit of flesh-eating acid, just to name a couple. So it goes without saying that you definitely almost got murdered. Because if that's her, what she does in her spare time, I don't want to know what she's capable of. But here's what I have to say about that. I need you guys to make me a promise that if I get murdered or if, you know, I, I will do this for you guys too. If you get murdered, if I get murdered, let's just have a pact here. I want to make sure that my story gets told on like a really high production value documentary. Like I don't want any under the radar documentaries with like weird reenactments that only play at like 3.30 a.m. on Stars. I want a Netflix deal. I'll do the same for you guys. Don't let me be another episode on Dateline. I want a full season. I don't care if it's a podcast. I don't care if it's a documentary. I want six episodes minimum about my death. Okay. Okay. Next up. She says, my roommate got up at 6 a.m. every morning and got ready. Okay. First off, straight to jail. But let me tell you why I picked this one. Because I just think we need to have this conversation because you know what? I think I'm done with getting ready. Like I know 2020 really put us all in that mood, but now we're getting ready for hot girl summer 2021, which I love, but everyone is making it seem like we need to start getting ready again. Personally, I don't think that's part of my life. It's not part of my story. I'm tired. I'm tired of getting ready. I'm tired of attempting outfits that are not comfy. I'm also the most tired of feeling behind on trends. Have you guys been to Urban Outfitters lately? There is not a full-length shirt in sight. Not one. And everyone's like, yeah, but they're cute with a bralette. A bralette? In what world? In what world would a bralette fit me? So yeah, I'm not doing it anymore. There's just, there's so many tasks to be completed every day. I got to brush my teeth. I got to get gas. I got to go to the grocery store. I got to shave my legs. There is so many things. It's hard enough to keep up on hygiene. So I'm just done getting ready. And I don't know if anybody wants to join me in that. Um, but yeah, buttoning tops, zipping up pants, it's just not going to be part of my day anymore. And I just, I wanted to put that out into the universe. Um, okay, next up. She says, in 2015, my roommate at the time met a guy on an app called Pooductive. Yes, I said Pooductive. Essentially, it's an app to message people while you're both on the toilet. People from all over the world use it, which is how she met this guy who lived in Syria, a Syrian guy living in Syria while we lived in the U.S. They quickly decided that they were dating despite his parents' disapproval. I asked her how she knew this guy was legit and not a catfish or a liar, and she was like, he's a doctor, and I ask him medical questions, and then I Google the answer to make sure he really knows what he's talking about. It took all that I could not to point out that he could literally be Googling the answers too. They quickly declared their love for each other, and I asked how she thought this was going to work since people couldn't go into or leave Syria. She said that he was going to migrate to Germany, and she was going to meet him there. She also said that he told her that his parents were looking for a wife for him and that he would definitely marry whoever they picked out. Just a few weeks later, he broke up with her, saying that his parents found him a girl to marry. My roommate was devastated. And I wondered how she could not see that coming. You know, if this is not modern romance, I don't know what is. I looked up productive. I did. And unfortunately, it is real. I'm sure our ancestors were like, wow, I wonder what our great, great, great grandkids will live like in the 21st century. Like maybe they'll have rocket ships or like mind reading powers or something. But nope. You know what we came up with? 
we came with a poo-friendly dating app. That's what we came up with. That was the best we could do. I thought that we'd have hoverboards at least by now. Nope, just productive. All right, next. She says, I lived with two other girls in Chicago, and one night, one of my roommates wanted to take nudes for a washed-up reality TV star she was trying to hook up with. I wonder who it is. Tell me who it is. She met him at a bar the week before. We convinced her to lean into her Midwestern charm and wear overalls with one boob hanging out of the unclipped side while holding a corn on the cob sexually. She even put on a bandana. We took some shots of this incredible look, and we were laughing our asses off. When it came time to send them, she backed out, so we kept pressuring her, saying it was way more interesting than a regular old run-of-the-mill sexy pick. Then she claimed to have diarrhea and went to the bathroom, where she proceeded to take a bland nude and sent it to him. We knew she was lying and banged on the door and somehow got her phone from her to confirm. The corncob nude was way cooler. She's getting married now, LMAO. All right, I don't know how this snuck into the bad roommate story, because all I know is that you guys helped her take nudes, nay, styled her nudes. And those seem like elite roommates. So I don't know why this is in here, but I just wanted to let you know that these friends are doing the absolute most. And if you're not putting that effort into your friend's boudoir shoots, then you're not a real friend. Next, she says, when we first moved in together, my roommate didn't have bed risers and we had little storage in our tiny college apartment. She decided to prop her bed up with enormous cans of taco soup so she could store things under her bed. I thought it was weird, but I didn't worry too much. About a week into the semester, she got dumped by her serious boyfriend for another girl that happened to be our neighbor. So she was crazy depressed and a little wild with rage. At this point, she lost all will to live. She wouldn't get out of bed or shower, so things started getting smelly. This went on for weeks. One of the few days she actually went to get food, she came in from the kitchen and jumped onto her bed. As she did this, all four cans of taco soup exploded simultaneously. The entire room was dripping floor to ceiling with taco soup. This was bad enough, right? Wrong. She refused to clean it up for weeks. She just laid in her taco soup bed with her taco soup blankets. We cleaned up the room the best we could, but she refused to clean up any of the mess on her things. The entire apartment smelled awful and it got worse every day. We ended up staging an intervention by stealing her mattress and storing it at a neighbor's house until she cleaned up her crap. Instead of caring, she slept on her box spring for a week. She finally cleaned the rotting taco soup blankets and bedding. When she did this, it snapped her out of her funk and she started to take care of herself a little because I think she realized how bad it had gotten. It was the worst semester ever. We are actually friends now and laugh about it because she is happily married to somebody else, but I still can't eat canned taco soup to this day. To be honest, I didn't even know taco soup came in a can. And the visual just the visual of four humongous cans. I don't know why in my mind they're like the size of like an exercise ball. Like that's what I pictured when she said giant cans of taco soup. I don't even know why a can of taco soup that large would exist, but that's, that's what I thought of. And just taco soup exploding all over your bedroom. It just feels so appropriate for a terrible breakup. I do kind of empathize with this a little bit though, like that feeling post breakup where you physically cannot do anything like your walls could be covered in actual beans and you still cannot get out of bed. Here's what I did for all of my breakups. Hopefully I don't have another breakup in my future, but I mean, if, if that does happen, we'll revisit this. Every time I got broken up with though, I would give myself a deadline. Like I would say, okay, for two weeks, I'm going to be as sad as possible. Literally, I'm going to feel so bad for myself. I'm going to cancel everything. I'm not going to go to stuff. I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to care about what I eat. 
I'm just going to feel as sad as possible. And then the minute that two weeks is up, I'm like, hey, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm done with that. I mean, not that that was the point of this, but I'm just saying like, if you're there, if you're feeling her, if you're like, I've got taco soup on my walls and I don't know how to get up and clean the crusty beans off my blanket. That's my suggestion. Okay. Do you guys follow Tinks? I don't know if you guys, I mean, I've talked about her before, but she says you throw a little funeral because like he's dead to us. You throw a little funeral and then you move on. You grieve and then you move on. I know that you didn't come to me for breakup advice, but I just, I felt like I needed to share that. All right. This one is called The Little Girl, which is the most haunted title. I really, I actually did think that this was going to be a haunted story, but turns out it's not. It's much, much worse. She says, about a year ago, I had listed a room for rent in my house. I had multiple people come by to see the room, but ultimately it didn't end up working or didn't end up working out with any of the applicants. One day, a little girl came by to see the room. She was in her mid-20s, but physically she was extremely small. My roommate, Lauren, I'm using a fake name, and I talked with her as she checked out the room. She seemed like a cute girl, super nice, and we both agreed later that she would fit in and probably be a good roommate to have. We were dead wrong. A few weeks later, she moved in with the help of her family. They were all so nice, and everything seemed like it was going to be a good situation. The parents were so happy she was moving out. I now wonder if it was because they were glad to have her out of the house. I realized now that even the strangest of people can be really nice and seemingly normal over the course of a 20 to 30 minute conversation. After the night she moved in, things took a weird turn. She became extremely quiet. If she could hear anyone else downstairs, she wouldn't come out of her room. There would be times where I would come home and hear her quickly running into her room. Most of the time, if she could sneak into the house without saying hi, she would. One day, Lauren, my other roommate, who was also sharing a bathroom with the little girl. I don't know why it weirds me out that you called her the little girl because this whole time I was picturing like a six-year-old. She texted me to tell me that there had been some type of poop explosion in the bathroom. There were poop droplets on the seat, on the wall, and all over the shower. I was in disbelief. How could such a little girl make such a giant mess? I told her she should have a conversation with her about making sure the bathroom stays clean. For a few weeks, things got better on the cleanliness side. Then I was working from home one night and I heard it. I heard the explosion. The sounds of what I thought were a fire hose being turned on echoed throughout the house. I was so confused. No way could that sound actually be coming out of someone. Then I listened. She flushed the toilet and immediately walked out of the bathroom. No spray, no cleaning, no washing of hands. I just remember thinking to myself, what in the hell? Then I started noticing other weird things happening around the house. She would do laundry almost every day, sometimes twice a day. When she wasn't home, I finally checked the washer to see what she was washing. I kid you not, I opened up the lid and there were two tiny socks, just two socks. I checked a few other times throughout the week. Sometimes the loads would be just a shirt, sometimes just a few pairs of underwear. After a while, she reverted to not cleaning up after herself. The poop explosions were happening far too often. And even after she would try to clean up, there would still be remnants left behind. I finally knocked on her door one day and asked her to talk. I came into her room. I noticed there were a lot of stuffed animals, which freaked me out. Anyways, I told her it wasn't working out. It had been four to five months of me trying to resolve the cleanliness issues. And I told her that she needed to move out in 30 days. She had no reaction at all. Just said, okay, without trying to remedy or fix or apologize. 
for some reason, that reaction scared me. This was during quarantine, so I think I may have built some things up in my head. She was so light-footed, though, and quiet as a mountain light-footed was she Legolas. There were times where she would be in the kitchen, and all of a sudden, she would be right behind me. She wouldn't say hi when she entered the room or anything. I would just turn around, and she'd be right behind me. Anyway, she ended up moving out, and it was definitely one of the weirdest experiences of my life. Okay, the poop on the walls. The poop on the walls. I mean, that's not backsplash. That's not Poseidon's kiss that we're talking about. That is effort. That is effort put in to putting poop on the walls. Again, I've said this before. I don't know why every single episode we end up talking about poop. I don't know why. I blame my upbringing. I was raised with seven older brothers, which is like, I didn't know it was such a fun fact, but it, it is quite the fun fact. I'm the youngest of eight kids and I have seven older brothers. And so like poop jokes were like what I was raised on. But uh. Yeah, you have to put some real effort in to getting poop on the wall. I mean, I don't know what her stance was when she was using the restroom. Maybe she was doing a handstand. Maybe she was getting poop all over her clothes, and that's why she had to wash her clothes so much. Weird that she was so into the washing machine, but couldn't figure out how to wipe poop off the walls. That is much worse than a horror story. That actually is a horror story in and of itself, I would say. You don't think you need to clarify for people, like, please don't leave your poop on the walls, because you think it goes without saying But if I've learned anything the last year of my life, it's that nothing goes without saying you really need to let people know what's happening. Okay, this one, this one is a little haunted. My roommate had a full sized skeleton sitting at our table slash on the couch at all times. She would rename it and give it a new outfit every few weeks. She would also talk to it while she ate and would tell it the things she wanted it to do to us, usually involving scaring or haunting us. She would also threaten us with the knives she kept in her car if we ever got on her bad side and told one roommate that she really didn't like that she was going to stab her in her ovaries. One time, what? Okay, one time I used her towel to dry a dish that I had just cleaned and then left her a party. When I came back, my roommate said that she was beyond pissed and had called me every name in the book and told them that she was going to make her skeleton do terrible things to me. Luckily, I tried to stay on her good side. So by the time I saw her the next day and she had calmed down, she just nicely asked me not to use her towels anymore. Besides all that and her constant meowing and her locking us out of the apartment, she really wasn't a terrible roommate. I feel like you might have low standards for roommates. I'm not going to lie. I feel like somebody who threatens you with a fake skeleton locks you out of the apartment and meows a lot. Yeah, it does. It does seem like she's a terrible roommate, but I mean, to each their own. Those live action skeleton things were my first fear. Like when you go into health class, nothing, nothing grosses me out more than a spine. Like seeing a spine. Oh, I, I can't even think about it. I would move out immediately if my roommate had a skeleton. That, well, I guess she, she did keep it dressed. The skeleton wasn't nude all the time. So I, OK, I guess you get a pass for that. All right. She says, this list could be 400 pages long about my roommate, who we will call Ashley because that is her name and I refuse to keep her anonymous, but I will give you her three worst offenses. I did change her name, by the way. She told me her real name, but I didn't tell you guys. In the year we shared a room together, I only saw her eat two things, feta cheese and hot dogs, which she'd enjoy on a plate on her bed. Love that for her. However, she kept all of her dirty feta and hot dog dishes under her bed, which eventually started to smell and bloomed into a stench so horrid that it would wake me up from a deep sleep. You don't know pain until you're woken up from a smell. All right. Can we just pause here and talk about how that is like 40% of, of marriage? Like I didn't realize how often in our marriage you just are telling each other what about them smells bad that day. Like that's, that's all it is. 
All right, second thing. Speaking of hot dogs, she would meal prep those bad boys by emptying the package of raw dogs. Did you have to say raw dogs? Did you? Did you have to? Into a boiling pot of water. Remove one for dinner. Turn off the stove. Leave the full pot of boiled dogs on the stove and repeat the process the next day. So our stinky six-girl, three-bedroom apartment consistently smelled like hot dog water with a smack of feta for my entire sophomore year. If the stench wasn't bad enough, she would also make comments about how often I changed my bra and underwear, which I thought every day was the prescribed amount, but correct me if I'm wrong. Ashley sure did. She asked why they matched and inquired who I was trying to impress. To this, I replied, nobody. And I meant it because I am a never nude and I always changed only in complete privacy, the bathroom. So how did she know anything about my underwear? Anyway, I hope she's doing well. Here's what I'll say about this. So I, I love food. Okay. I really do. I love fine dining. I, I love it all. However, I also have trash taste in food. Okay. I have the palate of like an 11 year old when I want to. I love mini corn dogs. I love nacho cheese. So I'm not above a hot dog. Okay. I just want to put that disclaimer out there that I don't think hot dogs are gross. However, there are only a few things that I will not put in my mouth. One of them being a boiled hot dog. Boiled. I don't care. I'll eat it if it's grilled, if it's fried, whatever, but a boiled hot dog. We've evolved. We've evolved since then. We don't need to boil hot dogs anymore. If it was like an economic choice to boil hot dogs, I wouldn't judge. But if you own a stove, you can grill a hot dog. And feta cheese, feta cheese just smells like toe jam. It does. I mean, I'll eat it and I like it, but it does smell like ungodly toe fungus. Next up, she says, one of my friend's roommates would not go number two on the toilet, but she'd use a plastic bag, tie it up, and keep it under her bed. Did you guys hear that? Let me just say it one more time. One of my friend's roommates would not go number two in the toilet, but she'd use a plastic bag, tie it up, and keep it under the bed. Okay? No, 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 was all I wrote in my notes. I just wrote no. I mean, I think I wrote it, yeah, like uh, like 13 times. Why? Why? But you know what, Bestie? I hate to tell you this. I bet she sold it on the dark web. I bet she did. I'm not encouraging dark web usage, but there is much, much shadier things sold on the dark web than a doggy bag of human poo. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. She says, it was me. I was an okay roommate before my beautiful potted hibiscus tree in my apartment got aphids, aphids. I don't know anything about plants, but then allegedly I turned into the worst. I read that ladybugs got rid of the aphids. I should Google how to say that. Let's look it up. Hold on. All right. It's aphids. So um, I read that ladybugs got rid of the aphids in a hurry without the chemicals. So I mail ordered a thousand live ladybugs in a box to let them loose on my tree inside my apartment. I had only recently gotten a new male roommate that I didn't really know. He was about to realize that he made a mistake. I guess I falsely assumed that the aphids would stay localized to the tree since that was their food source, but they basically took over the whole place and let, oh, I think maybe she meant ladybugs there instead of, instead of aphids. She assumed that the ladybugs would stay localized to the tree since that was their food source, but they basically took over the whole place, landed on his face while he was sleeping, and their dead carcasses were found all over the place for months. He hated me after that and then shortly moved out. 
I honestly don't blame him. We need to have a we need to have a one-on-one here because you said the word you allegedly turned into the worst. And I want to go ahead and check that box. Let's go ahead and confirm that. You might be the worst. I mean, I know that you're a lovely person, but a thousand live ladybugs. That is an actual episode of Fear Factor. Next up, she says, I had the weirdest roommate. She had a skunk her dad skinned for her, nailed to the wall. She kept her own wisdom teeth and made them into earrings and kept them displayed on her earring stand when she wasn't wearing them. She ate Whoppers, like the the chocolate candy in the milk carton, and at 3 a.m. would wake me up with her crunching. She made her wedding dress out of Walmart sheets. I mean, that's impressive, actually. And last but not least, she would constantly make out with her gross boyfriend all over our apartment. Okay, the wedding dress and the, the boyfriend making out, whatever. But it needs to be declared that Whoppers are Satan's candy. Okay, Whoppers, they're just a notch above good and plenty. They might even be worse than Neckos. You guys know how bad Neckos are. If you ever eat Neckos willingly, I'm I'm worried about you. Also, taxidermy, like skinning animals, a wall full of deer. Nothing is more unsettling to me. Nothing. That's why they're in every single horror movie. Why do you think every horror movie happens in a cabin? It's not because they're isolated. It's not because the cops can't get there. It's because there's taxidermied animals all over the place. I may be mentally ill, but at least I never got into taxidermy. Okay, at least I have that going for me. I don't have a lot of redeeming qualities, but that does feel like one of them. All right, next up, she says, freshman year, I was randomly paired to a room with a girl who became my best friend. We lived together for three years in various apartments and were absolutely two peas in a pod. It was so awesome to have a picture-perfect BFF relationship. The summer between my junior and senior year, I went to France to do research for my senior thesis. After three months out of the country, I returned home and walked into my apartment, exhausted after a long international flight and discovered that none of my belongings were there anymore. Someone else's things were in my room. I seriously thought I might have accidentally come home to the wrong apartment, except that I did unlock the door. No one else was home, so I made several frantic calls to my roommate who never picked up. Eventually, I got in touch with my landlord, who was very confused. According to my landlord, I had filled a change of apartment request and paid the transfer fee a week ago. But again, I had been out of the country. Turns out my roommate slash best friend had decided she was done with me and took it upon herself to forge the transfer papers, pay the fee, and move everything I owned to a different apartment in the complex. She had arranged everything just how I liked it, including making the bed, hanging my wall decorations, color coordinating my closet, folding things my way in the dresser, and even stocked some groceries for me in the kitchen. What? There was a note on the bed that only said, I think I put everything in the right spot. I had to see her at church for the following year, but she blocked me on all social media, cut me out of our friend groups, and acted like I didn't exist. It made my last year of college miserable and so lonely, plus it kind of made all my other college memories sad. I mean, she's in all my pictures from that time. She never spoke to me again. I still don't know what I did wrong. She's definitely the origin of some trust issues. What? Of all of like the gross things that I've read that roommates do, of all of the weird, creepy things, like that feels like the meanest. That feels like the meanest and most violating thing. That's so sad. I'm so sorry. Do you want to egg her house? I'll go with you. Okay, give me your address. I've actually never done that. I've never egged anybody's house. I've never toilet papered anybody. When I was living at my parents' house as a teenager, I never snuck out. It really cannot be overstated how naive and scared I was of everything. 
I I know I've talked about before, like that I used to be super judgy and uptight, but I really, I was the worst. I would not hang out with myself. If I knew 16-year-old Maddie, I wouldn't hang out with her. She was straight up not a good time. But you know what? We're living, we're living and we're learning. We're live, laugh, loving. All right. Well, that's all we have time for today. But thank you for being here. Thank you to everybody who's new. Thank you to everybody who's old. Thank you for being here no matter what. Remember to subscribe, rate, review. Go to the link in my bio to submit your horrible stories. We don't do these these story submissions every single week, but they're such a good time. They're such a good time. So remember to be safe, be kind, be hot. I love you so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.